This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution, where we will keep Will Smith's wife out of our fucking mouths. I don't want to get hit. This is episode 374. Uh, Today is March 30th. My name is Dan Ellis, and I'm joined by two awesome co-hosts, Mr. Ryan Duffy. That would be the one standing over there. And Mr. Taylor Grin. I'm very far away over here. <laughs> uh, okay. how's, how's things with y'all? Let's go with you first, Ryan. Uh, good. I think while me and Dan were sitting here talking before Taylor jumped on, I think from the sound of the dogs barking upstairs, my chainsaw arrived. Ooh. Which just means... Means that you can pull those bodies out of the freezer now and yeah, thoroughly. Because <laughs> fuck, cutting a frozen body with a handsaw. Yeah, you know how hard that is. Nobody wants to do that. I'll ask a Saudi if I see one. Okay. <laughs> uh huh. Well, they made pretty quick work that last one I saw. <laughs> so you you got a chainsaw? Yeah, I'm gonna. I got a. I got a large stump. I needed a chainsaw anyways for when I do get large pieces of wood that I got to mill up to put on the lathe. Mm-hmm. I can't just stick a chunk of wood on the lathe. I got to cut it in the right in the right quadrants to make pieces that will fit onto the lathe and have the <laughs> you know wood grain going in the proper direction so it doesn't fucking blow up on me. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I also wanted to try some chainsaw wood carving. Yeah, you're going to be doing some bears? No. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I go to I go to YouTube sometimes to be like I want to learn something about this subject. Let's see what people's like take on it. Every motherfucker on there is trying to teach you how to carve a fucking bear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I don't give a fuck about a bear. What's your technique for cutting a curved shape or a convex shape? Or show me some like titties. Yeah. Cuts. I'm like, I'm like, I just want to know the technique for making different cuts that you use and what kind of blades you're using and that kind of stuff. I don't give a fuck about how you make a bear because I ain't doing that. Dude, my grandfather uh, loved doing woodworking. Like he had a whole big shop in the backyard, tons of wood everywhere, was always out there. And I would say 90 to 95% of the things he produced had boobs on them. <laughs> they were, they nice. were that was like or unintentional oh in, intentionally for sure like that was he yeah he there was there was naked there were naked women all over my grandparents house like from the time i was tiny yeah awesome well it sells <laughs> mm-hmm. oh yeah he was way into it he, he he liked that stuff a lot uh so what else is new you've been working yeah, well, we just did our whole crew changeover, so we got new crews, so now we're trying to reintegrate new crews, and mm-hmm. uh, just means doing a lot of training, especially we've got uh, some new guys coming in. we got to figure out what do you know, what don't you know. They're all prior service, so they should be good to go. But How many new people did you get out there? We just got two new guys hired, and we got a third one coming, so we've actually got plussed up pretty well, so that should be taking care of a lot of the overtime issues where, you know, Nobody's off today, but we got three overtimes. 
<laughs> uh huh. So yeah. Well, yeah, cool that, and fun. That should be good. Yeah. And uh, what's what's what what's up with you, Mister Grin? You were you were there was a long delay in you joining us this evening. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um. So back in December, uh, my car's battery died. My car is about six, seven years old. So oh, it's about I saw time. you post about a bad wire. And uh, and when I was getting my car's battery replaced, there was this wire that had like slooped out of its mooring under the vehicle and was just kind of dangling like six inches down from the from the underbelly of the car. I think that's and the- I knew that the wire was associated with my um. Uh, my trailer hitch, right? It's the okay. the connector for my trailer hitch. For the so the trailer I tow mm. can do blinkers and e lights mm. and brake lights and all that shit. Which those is, you know, those slip loose all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so it shouldn't be loose under the body of the car, but it should have some slack at the very end, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, can you, you know, not back up in there? You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, they did, and they didn't have the thought of like. Well, since it became loose, let's check to make sure it works. Mm-hmm. And I just sort of assumed that it would be part of the job of like fixing the part that they would make sure the part was fixed. You told us uh, get that wire fixed up and we fixed it up. Yeah, I mean, they <laughs> yeah. have multimeters. <laughs> Silly. Most me. jobs. They did not do that. Uh-huh. So when I went to pick up my U-Haul trailer this morning um, and we'll do the pre-inspection for picking up my U-Haul tomorrow, um, today, uh, you know, they, they check the electricity on my my light situation they were like yeah it's not pushing anything there's nothing going through this and um i had like five or six things scheduled to do this afternoon so i go into the same dealership that like fixed the wire and i was like hey i don't know what miscommunication happened but like i have 41 more hours in this state before i'm leaving i need you to fix this shit um like make it so i'll pay like that's fine get it done Mm mm-hmm and uh, after the first hour of them looking at it, the uh, the like customer service woman for the text comes in and she's like, well, when they opened it up, it, it looks a little bit more complex than we thought. Like, who did this before? And I was like, well, it was the U-Haul folks who, you know, uh, uh, installed the original hitch and all that jazz. Like, they also installed the electric for it. And she's like, well, the text says it's kind of messed up and it's going to take longer than expected. I was like, fine, give me an estimate. She's like, well, at least another hour. I was like, okay, because I got appointments and I got to reschedule those now. And uh, one hour turned into two, turned mm. into three. And next thing I knew it, I had been in the fucking waiting room for five goddamn hours Oof. on this fucking issue. Um, it would have been cheaper just to go buy the wire harness and hook, hook a new one up. Fucking A, yes. <laughs> um, and so I ended up going to the, like, like the shop manager dude. And I was like, here's the deal. Like, I understand that miscommunications happen. I understand that, like, like that shit happens, right? That a job can become more complex than you think the job will initially be. But what's important is that you communicate that. And very clearly right. your, te- uh, your your customer service person was like nervous about making me mad that it was going to take a long time. But I am more mad that I didn't receive the information because I could have like gotten yeah. an Uber and gone and got shit done. Yeah, like, you guys I have, have money. I you, do not have time right now. You have now. not managed expectations appropriately. Yeah. Right. And and he ended up making that right. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not here looking for cash. Like I just want those five hours of my life back. Cause I have shit I need to do mm-hmm. when businesses are actually open and it's now six o'clock and shit is closed. Mm-hmm. And there are things I just will not be able to get done now while I'm still in town because she didn't give me an accurate representation of like what was going on mm-hmm. in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I was late to the show. Um, 
in less first world problems. Um, I got the results back from my MRI. Um, And uh, my nurse looked at me. He's like, all right, so I know you've got a military background. You're cool swearing, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, your back is fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Great news, buddy. Thanks. (laughs) So, so the, like you got your, your bone tortilla and then you're like your, your, um, you know, disc meat right in your taco and right in the middle, you got your cheese and your lettuce. That's your spinal cord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's way tighter than it needs to be for me. So my like, like all of that space for my spinal cord is supposed to be is tighter than it's supposed to be for most people. And that's probably just genetics. Um, In addition to that, all of my discs in my lumbar region are herniated in all directions. Oh, Oh. bro. Ham, your tacos too tight. Yeah. 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 Um, and then in addition to that, that herniation is placing pressure on basically the nerves that go out from the spine. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in like the pain management and someday surgery like direction of mm. back issues. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Bionic the nurse spine. was like, I guess the good news is, is like, you can definitely say it wasn't in your head. Like your back is seriously fucked up. And I was like, probably would have preferred, you know, that it was like, uh, uh, fucking, uh, what's the word? Like a little hypochondria make up disease symptoms in your head. Yeah. Hypochondria. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah. It's like, I, I kind of would have preferred that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's nice. Well, I'm sorry, man. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So time so, out. Thank for- you for that cane. I will almost certainly need more of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was, uh, going to get online to see if I couldn't just find, like like a single like female coupling with like multiple male couplings mm-hmm. instead of having to buy like a whole bunch of male and female couplings we're like I only need like right. one female and like four or five males to make different head that can screw on and off with a, a single yeah. thing so I'm, I'm gonna look for those to see if I can't find that and uh yep yep yeah so I'm gonna cut in here and and say like you, you dropped a bunch of stuff in there that that even I'm like <laughs> What are you talking about? Like you're getting U-Haul where you're going, what's now happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, so is this, <laughs> is this stuff you want to talk about during the show or I'm, I'm going to basically do the, like uh, I'm moving to an undisclosed location and that's happening soon. And I will talk more about that when I can talk more about that. Okay. But the short version is, is yeah, I'm moving in a couple of days. Okay. And that's Yoria, Illinois. That's where everyone goes when they don't want to talk about where they're going. They're going to Peoria, Illinois. <laughs> Did you pull that out of a hat? Because when I was 19, I sold cars in Peoria, Illinois. Uh, no, I actually had a soccer coach when I was a kid who said, if you fuck up, I'm sending you to Peoria, Illinois. I'm not going to like it. <laughs> so Peoria, Illinois is full of soccer fuck ups from Wisconsin? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I not really. It's just the cat headquarters. <laughs> Apparently, our like soccer that. coach had spent time at Peoria and did not quite like it. That's oh. understandable. It's not a. It's not a charming place. Uh, I didn't fuck it's, up. <laughs> if you dropped me in the middle of Peoria, Illinois, and didn't tell me, I wouldn't be able to tell apart from any other Midwestern town. They're all the fucking same. Mm. Wow. Well, I'll just leave all of this in the show then. Like, I don't, I don't, I'll just, I'll just, I'm not even going to edit this. Me talking about not having to remove <laughs> yeah. it from the show. I'll just leave all of that in there. Um, 
what 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 else you're is that is that that's that's the news yes yeah so all i'm gonna say right now is that i'm moving to an undisclosed location it's gonna be a hairy fucking mess um for the next few episodes i apologize for my audio quality i'm gonna be using like a mobile microphone instead of my yeti blue i have yet to find a good pop filter solution for that so you might hear my like lip smacks and stuff a little bit more, which I hate. Like it makes me want to gouge my own ears out. So I apologize to everyone for that. Um, you want to know what a cheap yeah. pop filter is? Oh, I mean, I've got, I just no, need no, to no, like, a make cheap, sure that it fits. A sock. Oh, okay. Fair I'm enough. Fucking serious. Fair enough. Yeah, no, that makes Putting sense. Putting a sock over the microphone actually helps. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Cause I am the place that I am moving. I am moving there with a checked luggage and a backpack. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Peoria. Knew it. Hoo-wee. Wow. Yep. And uh, I now have a language that I speak third best. English. <laughs> same here. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, fun. I, I look forward to hearing more about the adventures of Mr. Taylor Grin in coming episodes. Yeah. Um, not, yep. not much new with me. I... Uh, I, I put in a new mailbox over the weekend and the ticker was okay for most of that, but I overexerted myself a bit and because whoever did the last fucking mailbox post that I had out there didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They Just drove, there. they drove this metal stake into the ground like three feet and then poured concrete around it. But they like it, they didn't use a post hole digger or anything. They they the the size of the hole that they filled with concrete was enormous. It was like the size of a beach ball. Oh, this fucking concrete slab. It broke the spade on my shovel while I was oh, trying to oh, dig geez. around it and pry it out of the ground. It broke the spade, like where where the metal is thicker as it comes out of the handle into the spade and it's kind of shaped around that for the spade. It broke right at the tip of that. Where the metal is weaker. Yeah, it's, well, I've, I've broken shovels before, but they were cheap pieces of shit. This was a nice shovel that I've had for 20 plus years. And I mean, maybe it's just that it's that old, but I don't think so. It's, I mean, I've had the head come off a shovel, mm -hmm. but not the metal itself break. Yeah. It was the wood break before the metal would break. Oh yeah. Well, and it, it was this giant fucking chunk of concrete that, you know, I, I was able to pry out of the hole with the shovel and then move over to the sidewalk. And when I went to lay it down, it tipped weird and then kicked the metal back right at my shin and fucking gouged this giant hole in my shin. So mm-hmm. I'm bleeding everywhere, swearing, <laughs> and not at all happy about me being stupid about dropping it on my own fucking shin. And then... Because I was angry and stupid, I just manhandled this giant fucking, you know, mm. s- this giant chunk of concrete and metal over into the back of the truck by myself. And mm. by the end of it, it was huffing and puffing a bit. And then uh, later in the evening, when I was relaxing, my heart started palpitating and acting a little weird and gave me some more. So I did the ECG thing on my phone or on my watch and it gave me more atrial fibrillation readings. Um, other than that, it's been okay. I have my stress test set up 
for next, I think it's next Wednesday, early in the morning, like okay, like, like 7, 7.30 in the morning at the University of Utah Hospital. So I've got to get up much earlier than that. Tracy's unhappy about it, but it was the first availability <laughs> that they had. <laughs> and so that'll be fun. I get to go, get to go walk on a treadmill for a while at, at the U while hooked up to a bunch of stuff to figure out or try to figure out what's going on with the ticker. And so that's fun. In the meantime, I still have the, the little tracking device or whatever on my chest. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, Dang. it's like, it's big. It's like the, it's like the Stark industries <laughs> version <laughs> two or something. I don't know. It's got a little light, the blinks and tracks. I have, they, they issued me a separate cell phone just for that, that it connects to proof that Dan has a heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. Uh, but there's been lots of stuff in the news, lots of stuff going on and we'll talk about some of it on the other side of this little break. Hey gang, this is Jack Materko from four infernal use only and the naked diner podcast. And you are listening to the godless revolution. Hey, Oh, you know what? I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. And thank you too. For what? Taking the rabbi to golf. Oh. It was a mitzvah. Don't you feel good about yourself now? No, I don't. And of course, you wrote me into going to temple. Aha. It'll be good for your soul. It'll be unbelievably boring, and I'll regret every second I spend there. Do you not have any kind of feeling of spirituality, an inkling, some kind of spiritual? All right, you know what? Get the fuck out. Fuck you, both of you. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we have some listener feedback that we have received. Uh, we, I've just been so busy. Like I, have, I, I haven't had a chance to follow stuff on the interwebs very much. And I don't always get notifications. Yeah, fucking Facebook is fundamentally broken, fucking man. Shit. The way that they handle shit is fucked up. Um, we, one of the things I was thinking, uh, in the shower today is that what, what we might want to do is make like a godless revolution discord, mm-hmm. which I is like a, like a chat app. Those. Yeah. Yeah. And that might be something that is a better way to have communication with fans. You'll have to train me on the discords, Taylor. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, we could do a it's Discord. What us youngins thing. are using these days? Yeah, yeah, we could do a Discord thing. Then we could do live stuff on the Discords. Even yeah, yeah. Uh, you want them to actually see what's going on right now? I mean, I could throw on a camera every once in a while while I play video games. They can hear me <laughs> swear while I play StarCraft. <laughs> they can see me cut my arm off with my chainsaw. There you go. There that you go. would be yeah, some j- chainsaw juggling in, in yeah. Ryan's garage. Uh, but yeah, I just, I'm sorry. I've just been so busy. I haven't been able to keep up with all of the interwebs things today. I did have several meetings that for whatever fortuitous reason, uh, were canceled. And so I had a little bit of free time today that I had not planned on and was able to post some things on the faces book and, and respond to some things that were kind of fun before I got super busy later. But we did receive some feedback, uh, out on our Patreon page and uh, through Facebook, just a listener contacting me, actually posting on my timeline. I thought it was kind of fun. Um, but so Tiffany Hudson, uh, sent us a message on, 
Patreon for our uh, Putin the Pariah episode, episode 371. She said that the film Ryan is thinking of is Everything is Illuminated. And it, she, she's correct. You, yeah. you won the non-existent prize, Tiffany. <laughs> and I don't remember exactly what you were talking about in that episode. It, it was when I was talking about the uh, film where the guy goes to kind of track down some of his family heritage in Ukraine. And he's uh -huh. in Odessa and all those places. And near the end of it, he finds the house. And it's in the middle of this giant, beautiful field of sunflowers. Mm. And we we're talking about why like sunflowers, like when we're talking about the soldiers were being told to put sunflower seeds in their pocket. Yeah. Yeah. And I hadn't realized at the time that the sunflower was actually, uh, the national flower of Ukraine. Dude, yeah. it's been so interesting to me just watching different reporters interview, uh, Ukrainian people, Ukrainian soldiers out in, out in the field or Ukrainian citizens talking about how they feel about the Russians who are occupying and, and invading Ukraine. And just some of the, some of the things that the Ukrainian people say about the Russians and what's going to happen to them is like, you guys have seen some shit. <laughs> like oh, there yeah. was, there was, because I, they've seen some shit. Yeah, yeah. I saw one report where it was an American that went to go fight in Ukraine and he had been there for like a week and he said, I have seen more action in one week in Ukraine than I did during an entire year deployment in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. like, I believe fuck. it. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. so, so I think it was yesterday when I was watching one of, one of the news programs that I watch, they, the journalist was interviewing a Ukrainian soldier. I think he was a Ukrainian general and she taught, she was asking him about, it, uh, I think the Ukrainians had blown up a ship in the, in one of the ports in yeah. Mariupol. Yep. And she said, you know, well, what, what do you have to say to the Russians that are coming here to the Russian soldiers who may not even be prepared or even know what's going on? They, they're, they're shut off from a bunch of the news and everything. And he just said, he said something along the lines of, I would warn them that their bodies will make our fish fat. Yeah. <laughs> they will not be going home. They will be fish food and our fish will be very fat from their dead bloated bodies. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even today I saw a video where they were, they, they shot down a Russian plane uh, with an anti-aircraft missile. And you can hear a guy in the background going, welcome to Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. That's like, there was, a, there was a report I read earlier. Uh, coming out of Ukraine because Russia had claimed that they were going to withdraw from like the, the kind of Kiev region, like oh, the yeah. northwestern part yeah. of Ukraine. Bullshit. And really what they're doing is just trying to move their forces over to the eastern part of Ukraine where they think they might actually be able to hold some territory. Mm. And everyone knows it, but they're Russians, so they're lying about what yeah. they're doing. Of course. Um, yeah. And so some of the mayors in that region had said that um, – the, the only withdrawal that they would accept from Russia is if they were going home in body bags. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just like, we're fucking tired of you guys' bullshit, man. This is what's happening. We're, we're just going to kill all of you because you're here. We're defending our territory. Fuck you for being here. You're dead. Yeah, there have been, I, like, fucking... Uh, I'm yeah, fucking shots fired again, but uh, goddamn behind the bastards guy early on in the conflict was like, I feel bad for any young men who get thrown into a war that they wouldn't choose to do. And I was like, nah, like fuck the just following orders thing. If you're a Russian soldier and your immediate reaction to hitting the battlefield isn't to throw down your gun and beg for mercy, you get what you fucking get. Mm -hmm. Like, absolutely well, not. I have zero compassion for 
any single Russian soldier. Nah, they can yeah. get fucked. Yeah. I will say that some did do that. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they were like, I thought I was on an exercise. I didn't even know I was in Ukraine until they started fucking shooting real bullets at us. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening here? Yeah. yeah. The, the smart Russians with a decent sense of compassion and empathy. Yeah, they're the ones who are who are giving yeah. up and saying, "Look, I didn't I didn't sign up for this. Like, I was conscripted into this army, and I wasn't told that we were actually going to be invading Ukraine and killing people that I have some kind of connection to. So, fuck this, I'm done. Yeah. I'll I'll give up, and you take me prisoner, do whatever. Like, just treat me okay. But I'm I'm not here to fucking yeah. murder and, murder and people, bomb apartment guys. complexes and shit." Yeah, but there are there are credible reports right now of Russians um, deporting Ukrainians from Eastern Ukraine into Russia, and mm-hmm. like, yeah, I've seen that movie before. Yeah, like I I know how that story goes. So nah, fuck the just following orders thing. Mm-hmm. Like I we have we have a listener of the show. Um, boy, I won't name by name, but um, I got into a, a little bit of a discussion on her Facebook page because she had posted this video where a guy was like, Oh, social media have made it so that you can like threaten violence against Russians. And it's like, no, 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 no. Um, so uh, Facebook has specifically modified their rules that if you call for the death of Putin and Russian soldiers, that will no longer trigger their like yeah. anti violence. AI stuff. If you were to say like Russian citizens should die, like that'll still trigger it. Mm-hmm. And and that's because they're an invading goddamn force. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in the same way that like Nazi soldiers deserve to die. Like so do Russian soldiers. And so does Putin. Yeah. And there was props to fucking Biden, by the way. Yeah. He's, I, I was listening to NPR on the way home and I can't remember the fucking name of the guy. But he's like, there have been several great speeches in American history. Or like modern American history. Mm-hmm. He's like, one was JFK over in this country and one was so-and-so in this country. And one is like the number three on my list now is fucking Biden in uh, Poland. Mm-hmm. It was a speech yeah. he gave. He goes, even though it was a half hour long, he goes, that's one of the greatest speeches I've fucking seen. And I applaud how he ended it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, He's don't absolutely right. Like this shit cannot stand until Putin is no longer leading Russia. Mm-hmm. Now, have you have you seen what Russian media has put out since? Oh, I'm sure it's been all kinds of bullshit about regime change. And like no, Tulsi no. fucking Gabbard hasn't said shit about that. <laughs> it's about regime change in the U.S. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, the Trump stuff that they yes, did their buddy about back them in calling power for the U.S. to kick Biden out and install their friend, their buddy, their uh what, what, how do they say it in Russian? No puppet, no puppet. I'm no, I'm no puppet. Their comrade? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, their comrade, Mr. Uh, do we even want to call him Mr. Sir? Fucking Trump. Sir? Trumping, <laughs> fucking yeah. hole-in-one Trump, which, by the way, well, I thought that was and, fucking and funny. Then, Trump said he did a hole-in-one. And I had a comment on Facebook saying, Kim Jong Un. I was going to say the same holes thing. in one. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so he also doesn't need to poop. Golfer. He works too hard. <laughs> yeah. Burns all of his energy. Uh huh. God. I'll I'll take a scene uh, for scene repeat of uh um the interview, but oh yeah, in like Mar-a-Lago <laughs> instead of North Korea. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. No. And and fucking Trump himself was calling on Russia again to yep. try and deliver him compromise. Which yep. I don't give a flying fuck what 
Hunter Biden does. If Hunter Biden died tomorrow, my life would be fundamentally unchanged because yeah. he holds no position of public trust. He's not nope. and, you know, and the, paid by the, the federal invest- government in any yeah. way. Yep. The investigation to Hunter Biden is ongoing. It is still yeah. going on. Sure. And if he goes to jail, that does nothing unless yeah. Biden were to somehow utilize federal power to like ease his out. sentence. Right. And, and if that were the case, that would be a time to call foul until mm-hmm. such a time. Don't give There's a fuck. Nothing wrong. And as part of that investigation to Biden, I was just reading the article yesterday. There are zero implications that Biden had any part in any of it, according to their investigation. As a matter of fact, they're trying to see if they can actually charge him with anything because of the fact that Biden was or Hunter Biden was so open about his drug use. They don't know how complicit in his actions he actually fucking was. Mm-hmm. If there is anything well, illegal. And and Republicans have no desire to ever be consistent. But I will remark on the <laughs> hilarity that they're trying to like call somebody out for using their family connections as a way yeah. to fucking profit. Well, when after Trump the, had his fucking kids all over the White House. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. It, right. And the funny thing is about Hunter Biden, one of the things that he might be a possible charge is a weapons charge because he was open about his drug use and it's illegal for you to possess a firearm if you're a drug user. Like, if that's the worst that comes out of it, like, okay. Second Amendment people be like, yeah. <laughs> like, and the only reason why they found out he had the gun was because his girlfriend got rid of it for him. I don't I don't understand the obsession with Hunter Biden as if he's Neither the fucking president. Like he's not. Like what a weak ass yeah, fucking thing to pick on. Joe Biden for anything. They've got to go after the next best thing, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh going back to a little bit of the uh listener feedback that we received. These two are kind of connected. Uh I got yeah, a message. I don't, I don't know. I think I fucked up on this one. <laughs> well, well so so we'll start with a shorter one first. And that was, that was earlier today. I got a post on my Facebook timeline from listener Alan Furkinoff, who said, just want you to know that on episode 372, Alan Turing was British, not American. And the endurance was found in the Antarctic. See, I, I knew, I don't know how we fucked up about the British and American thing. I don't know if that was me or not. Yeah. I don't know either. I can't I'm remember thinking sure. I might have accidentally said Arctic instead of Antarctic for. Uh, the endurance, maybe so. I think that was that was probably my fuck up there because I thought it was really cool, and sometimes I say half of the words that are in my brain. <laughs> you you left off the ant part, the Antarctic, which actually <laughs> you know it makes it a one hundred eighty degree shift. Oh yeah, that that makes me wonder if the like etymology of that word is anti Arctic, which would be like the opposite. The of opposite, because it is because mm-hmm. you got the yeah. Arctic, then the Antarctic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. I want to look that up. I'm yeah. almost certain that's what it is, but I got to know now because I love <laughs> yeah. words. They're weird. So They're I, cool. I knew it was in the southern hemisphere, mm-hmm. the Antarctic. And uh, so that was probably my fuck up there saying that. I actually, I will say 100% sure. I guarantee that was my fuck up. And then this one is tied to that in, in that they're talking about the same thing, but then this person also included some, some other interesting information that I thought was kind of cool. So listener Janet Uter, uh, sent us a message on Patreon and says, this was a couple days ago. It says it's Antarctica that Shackleton planned to cross. The endurance was trapped in the sea ice before they could reach land. When the ship was crushed and sank, they used their smaller boats to cross ice and sea to land on elephant Island. 
Shackleton and two other crew members sailed in a small ship across the Southern Ocean to South Georgia Island. They hiked across the island to a whaling station. After a lot of work, Shackleton found a ship to take him back to Elephant Island, where he saved the rest of his crew. Antarctica is protected, so even were it possible to raise the ship, they wouldn't be able to do it, which I thought yeah. was interesting. Like, we, because I, I can remember us talking during the show about, you know, they, they may be able to raise it, whatever, but apparently that's protected. Like, the, you're not supposed to, don't, don't, touch, don't touch the shit in the water here, man. I didn't even think about that, but just like the photos, like I know there's, there's photos of what the, like the masts are all crushed and everything. You see the ice coming around it, but the photos of it on the bottom of the sea, make it look like it did really fucking good. Like, I don't know how it, if the ice just pushed it under or how it broke up, but it doesn't look very broken up. It fared pretty well. Like it, maybe it just had a big hole somewhere in the hole. Maybe probably. Yeah. Uh, but I think the, I'm probably going to be fucking wrong again, just going off of memory from a documentary <laughs> I watched fucking 10 years ago. Uh, and it was that, that journey she's talking about Shackleton taking to go back and actually retrieve them was like a two year trip. Oh really? Like, wow. It wasn't like, Oh, I'm, I'll be gone for a month. Yeah. No, it took a, and now to make sure that I'm right, I'm going to fucking look that up. You're going to be doing some Googling. Did you, did yeah. you Google the, uh, Arctic versus Antarctic, Taylor. I, oh, there we go. No, actually, let me do that. This is great for radio. Um, <laughs> it is. We are awesome radio hosts. Uh-huh. Um, I yep, mean, it is. That's it. Yeah. Um. Oh, so it's, yeah, the Greek Antarcticos, which means opposite to the Arctic. Hmm. And uh, Arctic comes from the Greek word Arcticos, which means of the bear in reference to Osa Menor, the polar star, which marks the North Pole. Ah. Hmm. Yep. Well, that's fancy. But yeah, thank yeah. you very much. I, I love getting listener feedback, especially if it's something that we've fucked up on so that we can correct it and be less wrong yeah. going forward. Um, I've, I've mentioned in several previous shows that I don't understand why people get upset when they're corrected about something or pointed out that they're wrong. You know, when somebody points out that they're wrong about something, I've always viewed that as fuck awesome. Thank you so much for letting me know, because now I won't go around sounding like a fucking moron to people who know better, who know better yeah. than me. Right. Like you. why I'm always patient with people, Ryan, who pronounce words wrong, because it may just be that they've only ever read that word and have never heard it out loud, Brian. <laughs> so <laughs> something I try to be really patient with. <laughs> but here we go. I can't even see you right now because I'm trying to read this thing and I don't have two monitors anymore. So fuck you, Taylor. Whatever you're doing, I can't see you. But anyways, uh -huh. that's name names. <laughs> the Endurance started their trip in 1914. The ship sank in 1915, and they didn't return until 1917. Oh wow! Yeah, so a couple of years between. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's good that he was able to get back and save those fellers. That's why I always thought it was a, like the fact that they survived was just kind of like, cool yeah. on what's basically the surface of goddamn Mars. Yeah. Like Antarctica I mean, has nothing. Nowadays, if someone breaks down outside of Dugway and loses cell service, they fucking die. <laughs> what? Yeah. Really? I'm well, laughing. Are, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, people like I'm saying like in the middle of the desert, your car breaks down in the middle of fucking oh, yeah. nowhere. Yeah. Desert, no cell service. People usually don't fare too well, especially in the winter. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 
Do you run across that very often out there? Not here, but I've heard there was, there was a case just, I, I thought it was last year here in Utah where someone broke down in the winter, mm. tried to get back to, to get cell service and get help, but fucking died in the snow. Wow. And these guys survived in the, in Antarctic, not, not the Arctic, the Antarctic. They're, they're both fucking cold. And I'm going to, I'm going to sound like an idiot for even bringing this up, but in high school, there was a book that one of my teachers recommended and I can't remember the name of it on, I'm, I'm going to have to look it up later, but it was a book about, uh, a guy who basically gets shipwrecked or stranded in either the Arctic or Antarctic. And it's all about him just surviving by locking himself like like physically putting himself in a locker with all of the clothing and coats and blankets and everything that he could possibly find and drinking alcohol to try to survive. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's kind I, of a survivalist I, story. That doesn't sound very true because alcohol actually dehydrates you. Oh yeah. Well, and that was part of it. Like <laughs> it, it talked about him having to melt snow to, to okay. actually get some, uh, you know, water and, and to, to remain hydrated and then using the alcohol uh, to, See, to help stay warm, but that was, of I've course, being bundled. And, yeah. Too. yeah, because I, um, it, yeah, you, lo- you lose oh, more sorry. heat. Yeah. You lose body heat by yeah. drinking too much alcohol. Yeah. I, um, I remember watching a documentary a while back where a, um, an officer was out scouting on his own and um, he nearly froze to death, but luckily one of his fellow officers found him in the snow and actually cut open his own riding mount and like stuffed his buddy inside his that's his called mouth, you know, um right? what, what do we call it? what that's star wars was this that's on Hoth? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. that's, uh, that's star wars right there uh, oh, that's awesome you know having, having having hunted in the midwest during cold weather i can tell you it is quite warm stuck in your shoving your hands inside of some animals guts yeah, yeah. for how long they stay warm i'd have no clue Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's disgusting, and I didn't want to keep my hands there very long. <laughs> yeah, didn't matter how cold I was. Yeah. Well, uh, Taylor has some interesting things to tell us about a conversation that he had with some people while getting his vehicle repaired earlier today, and we'll talk about that on the other side of this little break. This is Phil Ferguson of the cleverly titled The Phil Ferguson Show, and thank God you're listening to The Godless Revolution. How's, uh, how's your dad? Yeah, uh, you know, not great. Well, um, give him my best. Yeah, well, why don't you pray for him, huh? Come on now, pray? Uh, I'll feel like an idiot. I can't do that. Are you kidding me? Do you know that prayer to Jews has been integral since, you know, getting out of Egypt, right? I would submit it's as big a waste of time as watching the Kardashians. I don't understand you. What if your prayer were the thing that saved him? Wait a second, are you praying? Of course I'm praying. So uh, let, let me put myself in God's shoes for a second. Okay. Oh, the, oh, there's the sun. Oh, the sun's praying. Yeah, I need more than that. I'm going to need more than that. Oh, oh, no, Larry, now Larry David. Oh, okay, I'll save him. How do you know prayers don't work? Because I'm bald. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! And there I was, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) So there I was. (laughs) (laughs) Buck-ass naked Um, with nothing but my knife and a flashlight. 
<laughs> barbecue sauce on my titties. Um, <laughs> so you only knew. <laughs> so there I was hanging out, waiting for my vehicle to be worked on in the uh, in the waiting room at the dealership. And uh, there's some old dude sitting next to me, and he starts bitching about. Well, no, so I I had started pumping my fist because the Ukrainians had blown up a, uh, a Russian ammo, ammo facility yeah. in Russia. In Russia, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's I'm just like sitting there, like. Fuck yeah! And so, did they have the news like, playing what? like in the in the waiting room? No, or? I was just reading on my phone. Like, oh, I was okay. just going through like Twitter and it, oh, like, so he probably thought you were from like, New Jersey so doing weird. the old fist pump. Yeah, no, no. So I'm just sitting there and I'm like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, go Ukraine. And he's like, what do you think about all that? And I was like, oh, my moment has come. And so I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, I'm really glad that they're like fighting back. They're making a good show of it. Yada yada. He's like, oh, I just don't quite know if I, you know like the way that Biden's doing about it. And I was like, dude, I got to tell you, like I've taken multiple semesters of the master's level of like military intelligence history. And uh, this is one of the coolest intelligence campaigns that like a Western country has ever engaged in. Oh, like, fuck yeah. His, yeah. His willingness, I was saying to him to like basically declassify intelligence, just saying exactly what the Russians were going to do and when they were going to do it was a masterclass in destroying anything resembling the element of surprise or propaganda that the Russians had. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so that conversation kind of went for a while and because we were oh. both there for fucking ages, um, <laughs> you know, the sun extinguished itself, a new big bang happened, and then, you know, life <laughs> re-arose out of the, the sea. Um, and the I primordial was still my fucking car to be fixed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have seen eons. I have no mouth and I must scream. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> he fucking, somehow our conversation gets a, along to government stuff. And I think it came from the fact that he asked me like what my political alignment was. And I always hedge my shit when I talk to people like this, because I know it's more persuasive if I pretend to be an independent. And I was like, I'm an independent that tends to vote Democrat because I tend to believe that like healthcare is something that most people should have. You know, I've used the veterans, uh, uh, you know, the VA and, and TRICARE and that kind yep. of thing. So I've had government provided health care and it's worked for me really well in the past. And I just think that the, you know, the Christian thing to do is to heal the <laughs> sick. And, you know, anybody who's a money changer that like takes profit in between somebody, you know, getting health care provided and paying for that bill is, is, you know, just a Pharisee. Like that's just the kind of person who's profiting off of other people's suffering. And I can't abide it. Right. I love the way and, you uh, just fucking said that. I love all of the phrasing there. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> and that just confused the ever loving fuck out of him. He's <laughs> like, wait, he's arguing from a Christian standpoint. Wait a minute. You sound right. a little too much like Jesus right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was like, Oh no, this is not your Reagan Jesus. You know? Um, and so we get onto the topic of like, like old people do, they somehow wanted to, to bring the conversation around to the fact that like the reason why America isn't doing well right now is because we've lost our Christian values. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And um, so I was like, okay, here we go. Like I've prepared for this moment. Like, well, I, and I don't, I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but it's like, well, if yeah. the Christian values were the thing that held us up for so long and were so terrific, then how did they fall away? How, what? Well, and, what? and I got into that actually. I was like, I mean, you could say that, but like the dark ages were dark for a reason. And that's when governments were explicitly 
theocratic. And like most of the Western world was explicitly theocratic up until the French Revolution and the American Revolution. And people like Thomas Paine and uh, um, Thomas Jefferson looked at things like the Spanish Inquisition and the Papal Wars and said, eh, no, maybe not that. Like, let's, uh, <laughs> let's make sure to ensure um, religious freedom as much as is possible by preventing the government from getting involved in other people's religion. Mm-hmm. And of course they do the Christian backpedaling thing. You know, they're like, oh, well, we're not theocrats, theocrats. We don't want, you know, like a, a Christian government led by any Christian organization. And, and I was like, well, that's good. Cause that would be bullshit. You know, um, <laughs> you know what, uh, which Christianity. <laughs> and I was like, cause there's gotta be like, 3,000 different Christian sects and some woman who was just eavesdropping behind me was like more like 40,000. I was like, there you go. 40,000. So I mean, like, let alone, you know, what, what kind of uh, Christian government would we have, you know, if we're limiting it only to Christianity and like excluding the Jews and the Islamists and the Buddhists and what have you. Right. Um, You know, but, but uh, you know, are we going with faith or works? Like, like, you know, Paul or James, right? Or, or Mark or whichever fucking asshole it was, right? Like that question alone is a serious divider. You know, is is the Trinity uniform or is it three bodies? Like which Christianity, man? Like, uh, and they were like, well, no, no, no. What I'm just saying is that people should use their Christian values to like pass law. And I was like, okay, okay. So what's the consequence of that, right? Like, would you be okay with a Catholic passing a law because it coincided with their Catholic values. And he's like, well, I'm a Protestant and you know, I didn't really like Kennedy. And I was like, well, okay then. So (laughs) we find ourselves back at, well, so then you agree with Kennedy that, you know, you don't want your religion influencing any of your politics. Crazy, weird, right? Strange, strange. (laughs) So he tried to fall back on the like, well, where do you get value from? Cause like, you've got to have your value founded in something. And I was like, Fairness, you know, like, like if you take a toddler, they understand that, like, if you give two toddlers next to each other an unequal amount of snacks, the one who got less snacks is going to be mad. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, we have to have justice, too. Like, that's what that's what Christianity about is is about is justice. And I was like, you know, you're talking about the atonement and I get it. But here's the thing. Justice is merely the imposition of fairness by an outside force on two individuals who have failed to engage in fairness on their own. And he was like, wait a minute. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, he just stopped. He was like trying to find a way to get out. And I was like, and if that's the case, then governments are the way that we adjudicate that. And we've come right back to the same problem. <laughs> and it was just like, it was wild to see these guys continually trying to fall back in their argumentation and try and find a way to argue for totally not theocracy, which was totally theocracy, but my (laughs) version of Christianity, not all the other ones. Yeah. All those other ones are crazy. Yeah. So how many times did the trumpet sound for retreat? Oh God. Like (laughs) half a dozen before they finally found ways to like excuse themselves. Um, I would, if I was in that conversation, I would just be thinking in my head, I would love to have that trumpet sound effect on my phone. So every time mm-hmm. I hear him backpedal, I could just play it and look at him, like just glaring in his eyes, being like, again, we retreat. Yep. I gain more ground. Do you want to yeah. continue? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that would have like, been... Well, politi- people are corruptible. And I was like, absolutely. So they should be held accountable to the people. Crazy yeah. weird. I'm just picturing yeah. like you getting everybody in the waiting room at the at the in auto dealership involved in oh, this conversation. God, yeah. 
<laughs> well, I mean, there was I, a point at which he was like, well, by having religion, then people become less corruptible. And I was like, there were three popes, dude. Yeah, there were three of them. All of them <laughs> thought they were the big guy. Explain me that. They're all the vicar of Christ somehow. I don't understand how that yeah. works. Explain or, me the, the Spanish Inquisition, right? They thought they were doing the right thing. Let's, um, you know, let's not even go back that far. Let's talk about the current fucking Pope being like, yeah, I might have been in that meeting where they talked about raping kids, but I just don't remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I brought up Jim Baker, and you would have thought oh, I fuck. slapped him across the face. He, <laughs> was he, he a Jim was Baker so fan? fast to be like, he's not our people. That's not fair to bring well, him I was gonna up. Say, <laughs> I was going to say, like, well, he said he's a Protestant, not a Catholic, so a lot of this argumentation isn't going to work with him. So when you brought up Jim Baker, I'm like, well, Jim Baker's a Protestant. Which, which exactly. form of well, Protestantism are we going to go with? Protestants. So, so I, yeah, I was like, well, Jim Baker was robbing his flock. And he was like, you can't bring him up. He's not one of ours. He was a, I was like, <laughs> by, by how do you judge him? You know, no, yeah. no true Christian, right? Mm-hmm. He, sure, he sure seems to believe in God still. <laughs> oh, what about Squinty dude. Man, that Fucking sounds like Texas. fun. Well, at least while you were waiting, you had a good time. It sounds like. For a little while, I was able to entertain myself. When it got to the point where I was the last person still waiting for his vehicle oh, to be fixed, and my phone was almost out of charge, yeah. that's when I started getting irate. Uh, yeah. well, Is that when you texted us? Phones almost uh, dead. I Tell texted you, you guys with 2% charge left, and I was like, fuck it. Like, <laughs> this is not ameliorating itself. <laughs> that's why I was like, there's a grammar uh, or an error in his grammar in this. I'm betting he's in a hurry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. He's he's sending this before his phone is dead dead. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So talking about old people and and you know the fun things that you can talk to them about and and how they I don't know like to think that they're right about everything because they've been on this planet longer than you and somehow that mm-hmm. they they think that confers mm-hmm. some special privileges mm-hmm. To them, you must respect your elders. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, so we live. We live in uh, older neighborhood here in in Murray, and our neighbors, lovely people. They're they're very nice, very giving. Uh, we've had lots of conversations with them about their gardening and our yard and the history of their house and the history of our house and. A lot of stuff because they've been in their home for a very long time. They're not the first owners of their home. They they did move into it after the original owners, but apparently their home, the the one that is uh, to our immediate north, was the first home in our subdivision. Uh, apparently, the the land all around their home was formerly a dairy farm, and mm. including the the lot upon which my home currently sits. And so they, they own your house then? No, <laughs> they don't. They don't own my house, <laughs> but they do know quite a bit about the history of our, not only just the city, but the, you know, the, the subdivision and, and the specific street on which we live. And Tracy's family, uh, the, the Snars are very involved with Murray, this the city in which we live, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of history with the Snar family in the city of Murray. Anyway, uh, our our neighbors are very elderly. They're in their late seventies, I believe, early eighties. Uh, the wife, I don't know if she's held a job before, but her husband was previously the shop teacher at 
one of the local junior highs in the area. And he's, he's a lot of fun and just, just, they're super nice people. They're, they're, they've always been very kind, uh, very warm toward us whenever we're having conversations. But over the last couple of years, I have noticed a definite, uh, cognitive decline among both of them. Um, with Joyce, our, our neighbor being probably suffering much more from that cognitive decline than her husband. Uh, last summer or last fall, actually, I was out working in the yard and just happened to be walking along the side of the house as I was moving from the backyard to the front yard. And our neighbor Joyce was sitting on, they have an old swing set, uh, set, set in their backyard <clears throat> next to our house. And she's sitting on the teeter totter that is attached to this large swing set that they have in the backyard. And she's playing a recorder just hmm. by herself in the backyard as, like as, as twilight is approaching playing a recorder and I just walk by and I'm like, oh, hi, Joyce. How are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Was I bothering you? Is this, was I making too much noise or, or causing problems? And I'm like, oh, no, you're fine. I'm just, I'm just saying hi. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. Okay, fine. Good. I come in the house. I talk to Tracy and I'm like, so Joyce was just sitting in the backyard on the teeter totter by herself playing a recorder poorly like she wasn't playing a song she was just hey don't 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 put down her musical ability like she was just she was just blowing into this instrument (laughs) and making noise and i'm like i think i think maybe we should you know keep an eye out just kind of kind of watch watch the neighbors make sure they're okay and she's like oh well yeah i've seen her doing some kind of weird things like they're 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 at the stage in life where they're having a hard time getting around like she last year would walk around our circle uh with a walker and you know her husband would join her and they'd just kind of go on walks around the circle they'd make a couple laps and go back in the house um this year she she no longer is using a walker but she's she's much slower in getting around and you can tell she's probably got some problems with her hips and uh Tracy came home from the grocery store a couple weeks ago and pulled the new car. You know, we've got the new car, pulled the new car into the garage and was starting to unload some stuff. And Joyce came toddling over from, from their house, you know, on, on the sidewalk up, up into our driveway and started talking to Tracy. And she's like, Oh, hi, hi. I was just wondering what's going on. You know, we've had, some people come into the backyard and I'm sure they must have come through your gate into our backyard. And I just want to, you know, let you know that it's fine. You know, you can, you can have people over and they can play on the swing set and that's fine. But, uh, you know, I, I just, I'd appreciate if you could let us know so that we know that they're going to be okay. First, there's no gate from the side of our house into their yard and all. We don't have anybody who went into their yard. Like it's, it's me and Tracy here. We only, yeah. we have, we have one grandchild who is confined to a car seat or a bouncer when yeah. she's over here. Like she can't even crawl yet. Right. 
And How many drunken nights have you had, though, Dan? <laughs> it was, we yeah, all it was know probably me. Healing when you're drunk <laughs> is a neighbor's swing set and teeter totter. I went over and sat on their teeter totter and played a recorder in the middle of the night. That's oh, what it was. It would be lovely. So, so Tracy's just like, oh, yeah, no, it, you know, it wasn't us. And, and she, you know, escorted Joyce down the side of the house and showed her there's no gate on our side of the fence. There's no way into her backyard. Our gate is locked on that side of the house all the time because we don't want people going back there, whatever. Mm-hmm. I've got cameras all over. And I'm like, and she's like, yeah, so it wasn't us, you know, but maybe, maybe it was the people that you have work in the yard because she, has you know they have like grounds crews come and take care of the yard and stuff and joyce is like oh yeah i don't know well come on over i want i want to show you around the house so she drags tracy away and no like i don't know about any of this until much later in the evening when tracy sends me a text message after being gone for quite some time like i'm trapped in the basement she she followed she followed joyce over to their house and was over there for like an hour and a half while joyce showed her all around their house and and acted as though she had never met tracy ever before like this was this was their first meeting she's introducing herself she's asking tracy what her name is who she lives with who was over at our house uh you know who who comes and goes introduces her husband to to tracy and then gives her a tour of their house has you know has her go down in the basement and tracy's like and it was hot as balls in there like it had mm-hmm. to have been 80 degrees in the mm-hmm. middle of winter over there not the middle of winter mm-hmm. i mean it was it was cool outside anyway so we're growing increasingly concerned about our neighbors and just yesterday uh joyce died came <laughs> no Oh, I'm laughing. Ha, oh, that's funny. No, <laughs> so, so, no, she didn't die, but she did come over like during the middle of the day while we're both working and like rang the doorbell. And typically when the doorbell rings during the day, I'm usually in meetings or doing whatever. Tracy's the same. We're both working. It's the middle of the day. And so we typically don't respond to those at all. But in reviewing our camera footage later, I see Joyce walk from from her house on the sidewalk up into our driveway and then along the side of the house like she disappears where i've got my truck parked yeah. and disappears there along the side of the house and is checking out our gate and like tries to open the the door on the side of our house into the garage uh. and then leaves there when she realizes it's locked walks back up walks through the driveway again up to the front door and rings the doorbell a couple times and this is when you know i'm i'm in the middle of a meeting actually i didn't even hear the door hear the doorbell ring because i had my headphones in and was in the middle of a meeting tracy told me about it afterward and then she like she's holding flowers that she's kind of twirling in her hands while she's standing there at the door and then just like fucks off and goes home Mm. and and i i i don't know what what that's all about but we're growing increasingly concerned about our our lovely elderly neighbors Ooh, I wonder if yeah. she was looking for a neighbor to go play with as if she was a young child. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, you might want to consider calling like adult protective services or something like that. And just make sure that if there's like a family member that can be reached out to, they are. Yeah. Well, I've, I've wondered about that. I have, I have a friend, uh, a Facebook friend actually, who dated another friend that I know of who they, they dated for a little while and this, 
this person is like a, a great niece of our neighbors who realized later that we were, that we were neighbors of them, whatever. Yeah. It, so I have somebody that I could contact and just say, Hey, I'm just contacting you to see what's going on because I do, I worry about them. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, yeah. it's just growing increasingly the, the things that are going on. It's like, clearly there's something amiss there. And, mm-hmm. and when Tracy had, had gone over there, you know, like she was over there for an hour and a half and like left the car open <laughs> because mm. she was just kind of hijacked, kind of Shanghai in the middle of unloading the car after going to the store. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah, I, I, and, and then one of the things that Tracy said that Joyce told her that caused Tracy some concern was that uh, our neighbor said, well, it's just so nice to have some neighbors and, and to finally have a friend next door that I can talk to. And it's like, oh. we've been here for eight years. Yeah. <laughs> so we, you know, you've met us. We've talked several different times. We've had long conversations. Yeah. So we attended your concert. So I got to watch out for the elderly neighbors now that. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, they're they're very you know, nice you, people. Uh, <laughs> you you telling me about how Murray, um, you know, used to be a dairy farm area. It, it helped me understand something because I've always uh, I've always thought that Murray kind of had like this this smell, kind of like butt. And uh, <laughs> I realize now that that's because of all the dairy air. <laughs> The dairy. I was, I was nice. waiting for a, a bad joke just by the look in your eyes, Taylor. Just waiting for that bad joke. I mean, you made fun of me earlier when I couldn't see you, but now I can see you. Ryan, the cheesehead, knows all about the derriere. I do. My <laughs> uncle loves derriere. Uh huh. Um. Well, gents, it's been a pleasure, but we have come to the end of this episode. Uh, whatever this was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to call this one. It'll be interesting coming up with a name for it. It's going to be Derriere or something, Derriere. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because they keep bringing this Derriere to you week after week. Uh, that would be two skeptical chaps. A noble spirit embiggens the smallest man, a perfectly cromulent statement. Alan Firth. All hail, Peanut Butter. Darwin is coming. Yeah, he is. Doug Willoughby. Hunter Grin. Is it just me, or are these patrons amazing? Definitely amazing, including John McCullough. And Ollie Olson. Sinead Duffy. Steve Kuno. Stephen Andrews. Ted Sellen. Sorry, I forgot, the, I forgot the order there for a second, and it's right here in front of my face. <laughs> Tiffany Hudson. Vanessa. Corey Ebert. Don't be a Richard. Freethinker215. Good news, everyone. Jeff Peterson. Jeremy Goodson. Jonathan. Marvin Draken. Matthew Sanders. Megan Mitchell. Not a fucking gymnast. The next patron is an updog. Utah Outcasts, up dog. <laughs> Wesley Aaron. Zeus 9SO. Janet Uter. Purple Dragon. Sarah Segovia. Savid Acuna. Socialized Healthcare Saved My Life. Tim Jacobson. Helen Lovejoy wants you to please support Survivors Network for those abused by priests, otherwise known as SNAP. And James, thank you all very, very much. If you, dear listener, would like to become a Patreon patron after listening to this show, 
<laughs> you can do so very easily by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution where you can contribute as little as $1 per episode and keep this going because you five should. <laughs> thank you so very much, uh, gents. It's been a pleasure. I love you both so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoy oh, the welcome. rest of your evening. Yeah, I got a chainsaw now. Is my audio working? Say it again. I, I got to see if I can hear you. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got just, no problem. It's, it's no weight off my back if you guys don't want to, if we don't want to cover him. And I agree, he might. Mm -hmm. I kind of, like, especially when you brought up the whole thing of just highlighting crazies where I was just trying to, I guess, essentially highlight fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> None of us can see the page, Dan. You closed it. Oh, God damn it. Because <laughs> that's right. My connection died. Sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just like, why is nobody chiming in? I've got the order here and everything. I can't see shit. <laughs> I thought you were pausing to bring the screen up. <laughs> That's we, why we I was you, like, because your your third screen went away when you were, had to restart, so we don't even see your third your uh -huh. second screen. Uh huh. Yeah. Sorry, guys. That's totally yeah. my bad. <laughs> so, so I just remembered, like, in the other day, I was going to pick up like some CD sleeves to because I have like a big DVD collection, and there's no way I'm keeping all those cases and storing them and transporting them. Uh -huh. So I got one of those old like binder style things. You can just put a bunch of CDs in, right? They still make. So them. I went to Staples, <laughs> and um, and I like squat down to look at their selection of stuff, and this just like wet sheet tearing in half fart just rips out <laughs> <laughs> and, like, reverberates off the ground and like there was almost no one in there and I just see this employee just like like whisk past the road and, <laughs> and I was just like oh there was no stopping that <laughs> that's when he just got to announce NASA we have liftoff <laughs> Oh. oh, and I, I remembered that at the very end of our Patreon segment, and just couldn't <laughs> stop from cracking up. So you're welcome. <laughs> I know you love a good fart story, Dan. Oh, I do. Yeah. They're my favorite. <laughs> I think I made a guy oh. at work eat my fart a few weeks ago. Oh, Jesus, oh. no. <laughs> It was one of those where, like, I no one heard it. I oh, didn't even hear it. Deadly. I felt it, and I smelt it. It was a hot one. And then oh, I moved no. over like five feet from where I was. So I'm like, dude, this shit's fucking lingering, and it smells like something yep. fucking died in my asshole. I've I've noticed an inverse relationship between the volume and the smell. Oh, if it's With quiet, mine, it fucking if it's loud, it don't smell. Yep. Yep. Yeah, if they're if they're quiet and hot, yeah. like it burns oh, yeah. your cheeks coming yep. out, everybody oh, should yeah. run. <laughs> Walk softly and carry a big stick for sure. Yeah. Well, um, one of my coworkers walked into the spot I was standing in. He goes, "Oh, oh. shit!" Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, I farted." He's like, "That's fucking horrible." Yeah, He's like, I know that's why I moved. Yeah, I just you um, <laughs> I just warned oh, Tracy ahead, these days. Like, like if it happens, like usually my fart. <laughs> Usually my farts are voluminous and loud, 
But if they're ever not and they're hot coming out, I'll just turn to Tracy and I'm like, oh, that was a hot one. You should go somewhere else. <laughs> My favorite move is still to just look over at someone and go, I'm sorry. <laughs> yep, yep. I, I Until they say, realize, the like, like, what are you saying I'm sorry for? Then the smell reaches them. I'm like, oh, God, I know. Now I know why you said you're sorry. <laughs> oh, you son I'm of like, a well, bitch. I said I'm sorry. Yeah, I said I was sorry. <laughs> I did that. I did that. Too. Even, right? I did that to my ex-wife once while <laughs> while we have the kids in the car and we're driving through Yellowstone and it hit me right away and I was just like I turned to her and I said I'm sorry and then I locked the windows so that she couldn't roll it down <laughs> Oh that's just evil 